0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Game Rivals, a podcast where a Nintendo fan and a PlayStation fan talk about the latest games and happenings in the gaming community and industry. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and together with Sean Templar, we bring you this bi-weekly podcast about video games. Hey guys, this is Maximilian X here, um, on top of the episode before you start to listen to it. This is a lost episode. Um, About a month ago, we actually recorded this episode uh, around the time the uh, Mark Sweeney interview with Fired released. Um, I had some unfortunate events with my uh, computer, which prevented me from actually being able to complete the episode and upload it. Uh, Since then, I've been able to recover it, hence the title, Lost Episode. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy our uh, spirited conversation. This one goes out to you, uh, Sean Templer, Um because uh, he was uh, very excited for this one, of course. So I'll just leave uh, you guys to listen to this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to this bonus episode of The Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Templar, and I'm sitting here with our other host, Maximilian X., How are you doing, Max?
0: I'm good. I'm pretty good. Uh, As you just said, this is a bonus episode. Um, We only do these when something big drops, and uh, something big did drop indeed. Uh, Would you tell us a bit more about it?
1: finally something big drop we finally get to talk about some real gaming stuff instead of all that happy peppy nintendo stuff this is some exciting stuff
0: we're gonna talk yeah, about yeah i'm it's, so it's happy It's all the same dude games are games bro. no no no
1: no <laughs> no this is it's the stuff that will that will wake people up blow stuff out of the water this is something people have been waiting for and i can't wait to tell everybody about
0: oh, i know it. that you've been waiting for it yeah <laughs>
1: so what is that what <laughs> what's happened is that wired magazine published an interview they had and came out yesterday with uh, mark cerny mark cerny is the system architect for the playstation 4 and also for the new playstation and sony or mark cerny in this case uh, shared some new details on the new playstation Mm -hmm. they're not calling it playstation 5 or whatever they're still working on the name Yeah, I think it'd be better if they call it PlayStation 5. We don't need some wacky ass name like uh, Vita or something. (laughs) Anyways, they gave us a rundown of uh, the specs and what to expect. And I think based on what we've seen, it's kind of, I think it's bleeding edge. It's kind of up there within, it's all stuff that hasn't been released yet. So it's not off the shelf consumer parts that are available right now. Um, And that's what makes this so interesting. Um, It has a custom Navi AMD GPU. As far as I know, Navi still hasn't been released for consumers yet. AMD is going to release it this year. Um, A a, a, a little
0: thing for people that are listening right now. It's going to get a little bit techy. So um, if you're not really into the whole tech stuff, we apologize in advance. But we are going to discuss about this and try and make a bit more sense of it and what everything means. Yeah,
1: we'll maybe be able to show, tell people what a benefit of all the techie stuff is in the exactly. end. Um, so custom Navi GPU by AMD, uh, an 8-core Ryzen 3 CPU based on the Zen 2 architecture, which is either Zen, no Zen 2 or Zen 3. Zen 2, I believe, which is still supposed to come out or has just been released. So it's also pretty new there. Yeah. And then it has a built-in SSD. Mm-hmm. That's something developers have been screaming for. Um, Sony says that it's, and it's faster than anything that's available in PCs right now. So based on that, I think it's probably something integrated. Because if it's um, like a separate chip, I don't think you can get speeds that are faster than anything that's possible right now. Yeah. So that. Uh, points a lot towards a integrated option which is super cool but creates questions around okay but what about upgradability for storage which which we can do with a ps4 and a ps3 um so for example for the speed for the ssd part they showed a demo in which they booted up spider-man on ps4 pro and they did a fast traveling part which took about 15 seconds and then they did the exact same thing on the new playstation and it took 0.8 seconds which is (laughs) an amazing it's an amazing increase in performance Um, they also said for example that in spider-man when you're swinging around in the city your speed is limited because the game has to load everything in the background while you're swinging so they limit your speed otherwise you're swinging past the game and you end up in limbo um, and so they so- showed the same thing on a new PlayStation. And it was so fast that, one, there wasn't a cap on the speed. And second, you could move around so freely and so fast, it almost felt like you're playing the game
0: fast-forwarded, like the game is playing in two times or four times the uh, speed. Yeah, but how were they showing Spider-Man, a game for the PlayStation 4, on this new PlayStation?
1: Yeah, so I think they... And that's something that's going to play into a lot of games, I think. That uh, we're going to see cross-gen games. There's speculating There's been speculation around Death Stranding be a cross-gen game. So you mean backwards uh, Last compatibility? Of Us being well, I don't know if it's backwards compatibility, but that's something we saw the we saw this gen as well. For example, The Last of Us came out on PS3, and Sony later brought out a version on the ps4 as well which has 4k graphics and better frame rates and more details so i think it'll be in that vein Um, as for backwards compatibility sony has confirmed that it's there so you will be able to play your ps4 games on the new playstation Um, i don't know if there's any there's going to be any performance increasements like we have now with the boost mode on the ps4 pro for example that would be nice i that would be nice yeah i think it's the most logical thing to happen um what else they mentioned the part about 3d audio so there is a component in there which will enhance audio in a way we haven't had before so it's more focused on our immersion and the cool part is is you don't need specific speakers for it mark cerny said that it will all be with the existing speakers for example that you have in your tv and the gold standard they're using to measure this is headphones so the bar is it needs to be able to perform like this on headphones, um, which is kind of cool. And so it it from based on what I read, it sounds a lot like Dolby Atmos
0: technology, so that the sound comes from below and above and stuff like that. Hard. So I'm assuming that means that if you have, like for example, I have headphones that that support um, digital self uh, seven point one surround sounds they would yes. work on the playstation or the next playstation yeah so it, they haven't because been it really spe- supports dolby atmos too yeah,
1: yeah so they haven't been really specific about it but they said that there is a component in the amd chipset that allows 3d audio yeah. which will the benefits of it is that you will get a kind of atmosy experience so i don't think if let's put it this way you don't specifically need a 7.1 surround sound but i think if you have it it'll be a benefit at least that's what it's looking towards so if you have a simple headphone it'll be good and if you have a 7.1 yada yaddy super expensive blah 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 headphone it'll only be better okay
0: well i uh, well i'm assuming that the reason why they're doing that is because of another thing that um they've been mm, promoting uh, more and more lately which would totally benefit from something like the 3d audio
1: i think you're talking about vr yeah so sony's confirmed that vr is also going to work on the new playstation so it's also backwards compatible um in the interview the question is asked around are you guys developing a next-gen vr in which cerny is a bit vague and he says that well we're not ready to talk about that yet but we're really focused on the vr space um, and I think that the state of play Sony had last month or earlier this month kind of confirms that. So I think that we're going <laughs> to see some cool stuff. Yeah, we'll probably see some cool stuff around VR uh, happening. Um, there are some things in there which are kind of... It sounds really cool on paper, but the question is, Is will they be able to execute that uh, in practice? They said that the games, the GPU they're using supports ray tracing... Yeah which is cool because that's one of the focus points for nvidia Nvidia is going all in on ray tracing on pc Um, so it's cool that the console supports that but sony's also said that the playstation the next playstation will be able to support 8k resolutions which is it sounds it almost sounds too good to be true Mm -hmm. because one 8k tvs are just starting to come out it's not in an affordable range so how is all just making the upgrade towards 4K, let alone 8K? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it'll be one of those situations in which it can do 8K checkered board or something. Because I honestly don't think that they'll be able to support 8K and then offer the PlayStation at a reasonable price. I mean, 2- 2K game PCs might be able to support 8K in a reasonable way. How is a console going to do that and still be affordable? Mm. True yeah um as for pricing for example they haven't announced anything specific around pricing but they have said that it's in line with what people are willing to pay for something like this so let me just grab the exact quote so that so we don't say anything wrong cerny said that i believe that we will be able to release it at a suggestion suggested retail price that will be appealing to gamers in light of its advanced feature set so if i think about this i don't think it's going to be 599 because they learned from the ps3 era mm-hmm. but i think it's more in the range of 449 499 i mean if they do it at 399 it'll be amazing because historically sony has always sold their consoles at a loss and they don't make money on hardware they always earn their money through
0: software mm-hmm. like a um, console the manufacturer does. Is that the because uh, because you, you're you're just selling the entryway and the, the 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 what do you call it you're selling them the ticket i guess and the and the vehicle and the vehicle is the games something, something like, like that,
1: that. Yeah. yeah yeah for example i think that service services like stadia for example will be profitable from day one or something because it's a subscription so it's more focused on um constant uh, revenue instead of ir- inconsistent content because people pay monthly s- subscription so they can get like a steady stream of money through it um there was also some questions regarding cloud gaming um mark cerny said that they f- sony is kind of like a pioneer in his vision around cloud gaming Um, and they're still working on it or just it's still a space they're going to work in but they haven't announced specifics yet
0: yeah
1: and i believe that's about it from what they've said there's a lot of speculation on what um when it's gonna launch he certainly confirmed it's not going to be this year told you So it's going to be last year? Yeah, that's kind of... I do think that Sony is going to do more this year. So I think later in the year, there will be some event or a state of play in which they will show off more or games or whatever. Probably at the end Um, of the year. But I do think that, for example, the games that are in development right now, they've said that they've shipped out dev kits to their own worldwide studios, and they're also shipping out dev kits to third parties so they can start to learn the gripes of the console. Mm -hmm. Um... So i think that when it launches next year it'll probably be like a holiday release which is generally what they do um and then the question is okay what are they going to do with the current games that are in development such as the last of us and ghost of tsushima um those are kind of the two high profile games sony has right now besides uh days gone which is finally coming out uh, next week um so yeah the question is is are we going to get a last of us this year or next year i kind of think it's hope it's this year because i'm afraid that if they still postpone it again or they come up with it next year people will kind of lose interest because it's been almost three years since sony announced that game Mm. so yeah i
0: don't know maybe
1: maybe
0: i mean um that that was it right I believe that's it. Right. So let's 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 get into it. So the fact that they did this, that they did this interview is actually kind of big on multiple levels, Um, of course. It's uh, kind of like dropping a bomb. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's more like chucking a grenade into a foxhole. But yeah. you know it's something it's, it's a big nuke day drop no 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 no. <laughs> a big nook day drop would be announcing pricing and showing the console itself and actually showing footage now this is this You have to tease people i believe it's a uh, taste or
1: what uh, you you used to call it what was it uh, like uh, a taste or uh, what uh, i don't know what you said it was two episodes ago that you said like teasing people spicing people something. yeah you, Thing you yeah, said you, you got a bit, and then you made the funny mouth sounds uh, yeah you
0: gotta that. you gotta you gotta spice it up uh, you, gotta, you, gotta get the, you gotta get the sauce you like give people a little taste of the sauce uh, you, you give them a, bit, a little bit of the sauce and people get excited and this is literally that just just give what
1: are you going to do like, next are you going to make a pizza exactly. it's <laughs> like,
0: so you this is literally them just dropping the dough and you're expect you're trying to figure out what kind of pizza they're gonna make right Because the dough is the information, the official information that we know. So, I don't know if this was also a coincidence, but a day or two before this interview dropped, some rumors came out about the pricing of the next PlayStation. And the rumors said that the... They gave us an ominous, well, not ominous, more like a nebulous pricing of um, five, uh, four ninety nine. There was gonna be four ninety nine. It wasn't going to uh, be more expensive than say buying a Xbox One X, which would make sense because that is still in the realm of possibilities. Um, I think when the PlayStation Four launched, I don't remember. I will have to double check it, but it was three ninety nine. When the PlayStation Four launched,
1: yeah, because that was the whole big jab they made towards Microsoft. Microsoft came in at four ninety nine with the Kinect in the box, and Sony came in at three ninety nine. It was that crazy E three conference, which is still memorable to this day, in which they announced pricing.
0: No, because they they announced two different versions. You forget because they debate. No, no, no. There was one version. There were two versions because there was. We're talking about PS Four, right? Because there were two versions. There were there was one. That was just regular, like controller, console, you're done. And then they had another one that had the Playroom demo with it. The
1: Playroom demo was shipped on all Playstations? It? Yeah, I think you're confusing it with something else, because they, they initially shipped it just with a five hundred gig hard drive, one controller, and a Playroom demo, unfortunately, it's one of those stupid demos you can't remove from your PlayStation because it's still in there in the menu, and I want to kind of kick it out, but I can't. What does it do again? If you have a VR, if you buy the um, Sony webcam or Sony VE camera, yeah. you can use it in conjunction with that. Yeah, see,
0: there was there, I'm pretty sure there was some.
1: But it's a separate accessory they sold. Are you sure they didn't
0: Are you sure they didn't sell one with the camera included? Because I feel like they did. I feel like there was a. So, I feel like there was a four forty nine unit that came with the camera.
1: As far as I can remember, it it was like the just the one controller thingy, because mm. they, they they didn't want to force it down people's throat like Microsoft did with the Kinect <laughs> no kidding <laughs> which kind of bit them in the ass in the end uh Microsoft yeah.
0: oh man that was uh
1: they're in a better place right <laughs> now and I mean they kind of kicked out their uh, Don metric and they gave uh, the keys of the kingdom to Phil Spencer and he's made a pretty good kingdom out of it true yeah
0: yeah, so
1: uh, yeah, I think 499 is an acceptable price because it's what they're aiming at, and I think it's finally within the realm of possibility, is four, native 4K yeah. at 60 frames. I think that is a reasonable expectancy to have, yeah. expectation. Because, um, for example, the Xbox One X does 4k 60 in some games but so the, generally the microsoft games have 4k 60 fps versus such forza and then it's up to the developers if they want to do that or utilize that power in a different way um, so i think the potential is going to be there to do at least 4k 60 fps out of the box which is good because that's what we need right yeah. now the other thing is is like okay but what is besides the the general power increase because it's a power increase is normal what are we going to get it's going to add more to the experience Mm. they said that it won't be a digital only platform a physical disk drive is still in there so we don't have to worry about downloading our games we don't have to worry about drm stuff i think because otherwise it wouldn't be backwards compatible so that's nice um yeah but besides that it's pretty vague still it's up in the air it's more like it the the dough is there and they need to show us the ingredients and make the pizza now
0: yeah so one of so one of the things that uh, you brought up um the ss the whole the whole ssd story is actually kind of troublesome to be fair um because if they're because if they're gonna f- price it you know fairly um mm-hmm. and they're Touting that oh the ssd is like this fast and it's custom and blah 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 the thing that worries me the most is that right now you have the the base playstation the, the 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 base playstation 4 the 4 pro xbox one s and xbox one x all come in a minimum of either 500 or a terabyte Unless you buy a special version that specifically comes with two terabytes, you're buying a system that has one terabyte in it. If they're going to put in an SSD that you can't remove because that's the way they can get it to work the fastest, how big is this thing gonna be? Because I can tell you right now, games are not small unless you're developing, unless you're called Nintendo and you know how to work around shortcuts. But games are not small. Uh, I believe Red Dead Redemption 2 was 100 gigs. Wasn't it? Wait, what, which one was 150?
1: It, w- in, it was... In the end, it used 100 gigs, I believe, but it used 150 when you installed it because it also needed to unpack stuff and stuff like oh, that. Boy. But I believe the base, like, in the end, it would only use 100 gigs of your storage capacity. But that's a lot because when I go through my PlayStation hard drive, I have a one terabyte SSD in my PS4 Pro. Mm. And I have a two terabyte external hard drive hooked up to it. So, what I do is that the games I play the most often are on the SSD, and the games that I uh, play irregularly are on the hard drive. Yeah. Um, but even though I still clean it up sometimes, because when I just go through the numbers, I'm like, okay, but this is a lot of space that's going. I remember that Battlefield 1, with all the expansions installed, was 100 gigs, maybe even more than that. Um, Division two is also a lot of spa- taking up a lot of space, and with the next gen, it's not going to get better. I think it's going to keep growing and growing. Well, if you want 8K so,
0: resolutions, but we'll get to that point.
1: Yeah. So your point is is fair, uh, definitely fair. So I think they can go multiple ways. They can either say we're going to do a fusion drive thingy, which some manufacturers do, so they also put in like a hard drive in there and maybe they can balance it out, or they give you the option to have USB and then plug in an external hard drive to offload it. Or maybe they just come up with multiple configurations. They say, okay, we're going to do a a terabyte SSD version. We're going to do a baseline model, which is going to have 500 gigs or 750 gigs of SSD space. Maybe they'll do it. I remember, for example. Oh, they
0: should not go below 500. Like I think their starting spot should be a terabyte. Otherwise, they're they're gonna yeah, lose that would be, be bad.
1: Yeah, I think, for example, with uh, Shadow of War, Middle Shadow of War, there was an option to, for example, download 4K uh, cutscenes and I believe also 4K textures as an additional download. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll do that. They'll say like, okay, um, baseline is 4K, and if you want the 8K stuff you can download it as a separate download yeah. to offer. I think like the key in this strategy for them is going to be offering options to customers because they can't just force one option down your throat and say like, hey, this is the way it is, man. You just got to
0: have to live with it. All right. Well, speaking of uh, 8K. Um, so right now, if you want to play something in 8K on PC, How much would you be spending to build a computer that would run a game in AK? Um, I honestly don't know, but
1: we can have a quick look because I know that the most expensive GPU out there right now is the 2080 Ti, which is a GPU that costs around between 1,300 and 1,600 euros, Mm. which is an insane amount of money for a gpu a friend of mine has one and for example battlefield 5 is one of the first games that supports ray tracing and he can't run the game on 4k 60 fps with ray tracing he can't like do it on ultra he has to turn some settings down now for example dice did release a patch in which they optimized ray tracing Mm -hmm. but it's still not there to be able to do that so i think it's going to be like what what is what's possible right now with um with games on ps4 pro that you can choose okay do i want 4k or do i want 60 fps so like yeah. options but just to be just to spice things off let's see what it
0: will cost yeah. uh little information for our american buddies that are listening to this uh between 13 and uh, 13 and sixteen hundred euros comes to a roughly between 15 15 and 1800 dollars so you're looking at a computer that's well over two grand if you're building that just to play something that's 8K.
1: So, for example, here I've seen something that um, for three and a half thousand dollars you can buy a game PC that will run 4K in VR see 4k in vr no it can i think it can do 4k and, and also support a high mvr in high resolution um, is it
0: alienware because that sounds like an Alienware press
1: no this is a custom built pc but then for example it has the i9 9900k which is a G- cpu that costs 490 dollars ah, right. and it has one 2080 ti in mm-hmm. it With 11 gigs or 12 gigs of memory on board um i don't think we're there yet that people are starting to do 8k builds because 8k monitors are like five thousand (laughs) dollars i know that dell sells one for five thousand dollars i mean like the fact that we're not able to find this really quickly by looking on google says that people aren't that People aren't even considering
0: it. Okay, so then here comes the big question. Do you think that the next next PlayStation is going to do 8K natively? Because what I think, it's more of what they did previous generation where they said, oh, it's an HD box, but almost maybe two handfuls of games actually ran at 1080 uh, on the PlayStation 3 or Xbox uh, 360, and it wasn't until, and even in this generation when they started off, not a lot of games were running natively at 1080p. So I think that it's probably going to be that there's that they support 4K maybe natively. I We don't know yet, but let's assume that it supports 4K natively for games, but it upscales to 8K. Kind of what they're doing right now with the PlayStation 4 Pro. So it upstairs. Yeah, so uh, I think it's going to be checkerboarded, and if you have a for whatever reason, I don't know why this would exist in 2020, but if you have a 8K Blu-ray movie that you can play those in like full 8K on your next PlayStation,
1: I think it's it it'll probably be like what's happening now with the Pro. It's that it's checkerboarded. Yeah. So we kind of mimic an 8K image, um, but then again. Like, for example, Horizon Zero Dawn does 4K checkerboarding, but it does it in such a good way that it really comes close to native 4K. So some developers will be able to perform some magic and get to a really close 8K signal. But then again, do we really need 8K? I mean, we're just adopting 4K. And Cerny said that they started development on this PlayStation, like, years ago. So just when the, the, 4K, the PlayStation 4 came out or shortly after the PS4 came out, they started development on this PlayStation. So I don't think it's...
0: Uh, I don't think 8K is like uh, anything we need right nah. now. I mean, I look I quickly looked up some 8K... Uh, um, actually, not even... Eight, yeah, 8K uh, TVs here. And the cheapest one was a, I, I think a little under... 900 euros was eight
1: let's say 850. are you sure 8k 900
0: euros let me double check it
1: real quick that sounds too good too good to be true because at ces this year they announced 8k tvs by the big manufacturers and it's not that cheap let me check it out real quick
0: because i did that
1: i know that lg for example announced an 8k oled tv and for example i see an 8k K QLED tv from samsung which is three and a half thousand euros mm-hmm. i see
0: um an lg oled 8k tv oh sorry no which... yeah you're right yeah um what i was looking at was uh, like a base like a, like the cheapest 4k tv you could find sorry that, That's okay. that was a reasonable call that was like eight like eight 50 something that this one samsung Well, yikes okay that's an expensive example yeah Um,
1: but then we're looking at a q-led tv which is based on led technology but if you buy for example an oled 8k tv yeah that's gonna be a couple of thousand euros i mean that's that's also like up there with newest of the newest so yeah yeah oh boy yeah i mean I'll be happy if it does 4K, 60, because that's something that we kind of, it's it's something you've seen for the last few years. For example, when the PS3 came out, Sony said, yeah, yeah, it's going to do HD gaming. And like almost all the games, except for a few such as Gran Turismo, were all 720p or a little bit above this generation we're seeing games that are finally coming in the range of 1080p. For example, when the Xbox One came out and the PS4 came out, a lot of Xbox One games were running at 900p, and PS4 games were running at 1080p or a little under that. And, I mean, that's a generation bump we got. So let's hope that when this this new console comes out, it'll be able to do 4K 60 FPS, at least as a minimum, like that it can do that consistently <laughs> instead of being like a, oh it'll be uh uh let's see it'll be twenty one hundred no it, that's twenty sixty p is i believe for <laughs> it'll do
0: it'll do uh nineteen
1: hundred and eighty eight p or some crazy <laughs> number like that, yeah, let's make it sure that it's twenty sixty p you know
0: yeah, i okay, so. Uh, yeah so th- at least for the graphics that's that's where we landed on right so we're not yeah it's it's not something that they're gonna do native because there's no way they'd be able to sell it for 4.99 uh, unless they are going, unless they're willing to just eat the cost and eat it good yeah i think this the,
1: the the benefit of we uh, the benefit of us getting a view on the specs is that it starts to rule certain things out or starts to eliminate certain rumors, such as um, there was a rumor floating around that it was going to be a switch-like device and that you could dock it and you could also take it on the go. I mean, it's not going to be a, it's probably not going to be something like that. No. Sony's focus has always been on the living room and I think that with these specs, it's kind of confirming like, hey, our focus is still the living room that said i still kind of hope sony does something with a vita 2 or a PSP 3 or whatever i mean it will be nice but that's eh, not, not gonna happen probably
0: Nah, nah. the only th- the is there anything else that we could talk about about this i think we covered everything right
1: i think so as well yeah yeah i the the, the question now is is okay what's microsoft gonna do because Microsoft's was gonna do an e3 conference and i believe they kind of silently confirmed when this is gonna be
0: what, you mean That's when they're going something... to have the, the conference?
1: Yeah, like the date and the time.
0: Uh... I haven't seen anything about it yet. But here's the thing. On almost the same day, let's say about 12 hours later or so, or six hours later, they announced the much rumored uh, digital only Xbox One X, which they call the Xbox One X, uh, Xbox One S. Sorry. All digital edition,
1: which is I saw
0: that yeah, which is literally an Xbox One S minus the drive. As in, the chassis is exactly the same, and when you open it up, there is a big empty hole where the disc drive used to be. And it did somebody unbox it already? Yeah, tear it yeah, down? yeah. It's already been uh, torn down to check. Um, I sent you a video of that, so if you, when whenever you have time, check that out but uh yeah they just took out the drive and uh slightly changed the molding of the xbox one s so that where the drive used to be is not cut out anymore for the drive um and there's just a big hole in there and it costs 250 dollars so it's 50 it's marked down 50 uh from the base uh xbox one s which is good um and they, in that video that I sent you, they also did a quick Google search on how much a Blu- Blu-ray disc drive would cost that they would normally use in an Xbox uh, One. And the market, the well, the, the price checks out in that regard. So the fact that it dropped 50 bucks is actually in line with that. So
1: yeah you would expect the, the gap to be more because like microsoft can buy this in bulk and they probably have some discount they can get at one well, I mean, of their suppliers I mean, and stuff well, like yeah, that yeah sure
0: but i mean that's also the same reason why they didn't redesign the system because that was yeah. also a reason rumor that was going around that they were gonna redesign it to be smaller because well it doesn't have a disk drive and yeah. then uh in that same video a um they were talking about an Xbox representative that was interviewed about the the all digital edition and he said that well they could have done that but redesigning also cost money why would you yeah, it's R&D. and R&D why would you redesign something when you already have something that is cheap to produce and even cheaper still if you just remove the one part so yeah yeah that you know that actually makes sense and it checks out
1: i've uh, looked up that microsoft conference by the way they have confirmed it it's on sunday june 9th cool. at 1 p.m pdt so our time it's 10 in the evening yeah that checks about that, that checks yeah out. um on another quick note yeah. bethesda has confirmed that starfield and elder scrolls 6 will not be shown
0: at e3 this year well that stands the reason yeah. because those those two games I'm still not sure why they decided to announce those two games. Same here. Because yeah, we're not going to see. But let let let's just be clear, we're not going to see Elder Scrolls Six for at least another two or three years. And I don't and know. Uh, st- uh, and Stargazer, m- Starfield. Starfield, maybe. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know why I said Stargazer. Um, that's okay. But but Starfield maybe next E3, if that, who knows? So it's kind of weird that they announced that, yeah. I don't know, but either way, at least we have the dates, we have the times. Um, Yeah, uh, other than that, who knows? I mean, we all, okay, well, we do know some stuff because, you know, Microsoft has been talking. Um, For example, we know that, they too are looking f- towards a cloud, uh, cloud-based solution for their next-generation Xbox. But at the same time, they also said that they were bringing out a next-generation console, and I'm assuming that that's also going to be disc-based. I think the rumor said yes, it's going to be disc-based. But they're all—they might also be working on a separate uh, SKU, where there is no disc drive and it all works through the cloud. I, I don't know point is we know that they're working on something we don't know a lot about it we do know that microsoft is flaunting that that they're that they're, that they're working on their next generation systems or system we don't know exactly the details on that yet but I th- no actually we do know that i think that i think phil uh, i think i think spencer did say uh they were working on multiple devices so what i wonder is
1: where is project x cloud their streaming services where is it going to fit in it's going to fit in for example no but let me put it this way so sony for example has a cloud service Mm. which is called ps now and ps now is ps3 games ps2 games and some ps4 games generally the older ps4 Mm. games so if you want to be nostalgic and have some backwards compatibility-esque stuff you can use ps now and the question here is then is okay but how is Microsoft going to utilize this because they've said it's it's going to be available on mobile they've demonstrated it on mobile Mm -hmm. they've uh, said it's going to be a normal Xbox experience so how is it going to fit in is it going to be a strategy in which we say okay we buy the regular Xbox which is, is a disc-based system. So, for example, if I'm a soldier and I'm in Iraq or something like that, because people there also play games, the U.S. Army, um, they'll be able to play their games on disc, for example. And if I live in a country like the Netherlands, where my internet speed is sufficient enough, am I going to be able to buy a cheaper streaming box? And is Microsoft going to charge me a subscription so I can just play my games on a monthly base? How is it going to fit into their strategy?
0: Well... They actually kind of sort of revealed that as well when they announced the, uh, digital, uh, the digital, uh, what, is, what did I just call it again? The digital, on- the old the digital, old digital edition, edition. something like Cheeps. that. That is tr- Primo naming, by the way, Microsoft. Um, yeah. they also announced that they're coming with a merger between the game pass. And, and xbox, xbox Live, Live gold yeah, for
1: 14.99 so yeah it's, i believe in euros it translates to around 17 euros something yeah, like
0: that. So about 17 18 euros so yeah that's huge yeah and that makes sense for the the all digital edition because you don't have a disc right you have to have Live because the console comes with three games minecraft forza horizon 3 and sea of thieves and sea of thieves requires xbox live gold yeah and the system only comes with one month of xbox live gold so Uh,
1: i see that the the price for uh, the xbox live combined stuff it was currently it was 17 euros and it's going to be 13 a month and it's going to be out later this year really Uh, that is actually not
0: bad I mean, I guess it translates yeah. to the fifteen bucks. So <clears throat> probably, but yeah, but that is a ve- that is. I'm not gonna lie. That's competitive price. That is not just competitive <laughs> pricing. That is very attractive, because um, why why spend the money to get Xbox Live Gold and then spend more money for Game Pass where you can just have them be one and the same. right I oh, don't know You still there okay if you can hear me I can't hear you anymore um I think the I'm here I'm just
1: grabbing a drink cuz I'm coughing up all over the place here so
0: just continue your story okay i yeah so um yeah sorry about that folks um yeah i mean as a combination that's amazing i mean even i i have to admit that that's just brilliant kind of wish nintendo would do something like that Uh, but that's a story for another time um but yeah it's basically here it here you get to a very simple and very easy thing to say is that microsoft is already laying the foundation of what their next generation is going to look like and sony right now is just teasing everybody teasing everybody which is fine but it kind of doesn't work when you don't have a lot to show for it so it's good that they had the interview i'm questioning whether they should have done the interview at all in what is it april of 2019
1: back in uh, 2013 when they announced the ps4 they did an event in february so yeah but it they didn't... kind of aligned with their strategy back then yeah
0: but they also released it the same year so yeah. if they're going to announce anything i would assume that they would announce something probably at the end of this year maybe they'll have an own event maybe they'll do a reveal at the game awards who knows? I don't. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. And if they're gonna take a page out of Nintendo's book, um, which would not be the first time they did that, they yeah. would be wise yeah. enough to bring that system out, probably um, in the first or second quarter of twenty twenty, because yeah. But I think they
1: historically do it in the holiday season.
0: They do historic. They do historically really release it. In the holiday season but my advice to them would be to not do that because i will i mean i'm a big nintendo nerd and that's why and and you're probably gonna say oh that's why you're saying this but let's be honest here the fact that the switch released in march is a huge reason why it sold so well in its first year because it didn't have to compete with the holiday season sales it didn't have to compete with anything that Microsoft or Sony were doing at the time it had the whole second quarter of the year to itself and the rest of the year to build up to the holiday season which they did yeah, but which they did very well
1: but if you release something in the holiday season i think i mean that has that gives a sales boost as well because people buy it for christmas and people buy it for other stuff it does but generally people are broke after christmas
0: no yeah but that's why it also came out in march not in january
1: yeah i mean like both have benefits so like for example if you do it in march March generally right from January to June it's always a bit of a quiet moment in the industry and then starting in Q3 September it starts to pick up. Exactly. So definitely there's an advantage of doing this in the first 3 or 4 months of the year cuz there's nothing there to compete with so you have all the momentum. But then again when you look at it generally when it comes out all the games that are generally made for it are almost all cross gen games. It's just a lot of, a lot of the games are games that are available on ps3 or xbox one which are slightly upgraded in graphics Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really harness the true power of the console Mm. so i'd rather have them do it in the holiday season because then we get uh, those games instead of them doing it in march and getting the games that came out three months earlier
0: yeah i mean i guess but i'm assuming that considering that they're probably gonna focus on games big time because i uh, where, where else are they gonna get their money from in the next in the in the first year of the system's launch? Um, if you release it in the holiday season, you can't take advantage of any kind of holiday sales because it's a new system. The only mm-hmm. thing that you could possibly take advantage of is the fact that it's backwards compatible, meaning that even if you don't have the money over to buy games for this system, the games that you already own are potentially gonna look better on your new system i think releasing it in the holiday season and
1: capitalizing on that is a business move because when you bring it out in holiday season you can sell at a at the original uh, price so you can kind of make up for your losses whereas when you launch it in march and the holiday season comes around; it's going to be discounted, so you might
0: lose money there. Nintendo didn't discount it, and you don't necessarily. No, but I don't no, think. But, I, but I don't think it's thing. a choice you, that you, Nintendo makes. Here's the thing: you don't have to discount it because a) it's still new, and b) by that time you have a small library of games for that next gen, the uh, next gen PlayStation. So that means the games that came out in March are eligible or would be eligible to be discounted during, say, Black Friday, which is which you've what which is what you want to do. So if you have if they have a killer app that comes out in March, they can take advantage even if they have a killer app that's coming out out around Thanksgiving in the US. Well, these days you see Black Friday deals more and more internationally as well. So that's kind of irrelevant. But if you Even even during that period, you can still get stuff like discounts or coupons or whatever, whatever that you can use towards buying games during the holiday season. Now, if they're all new, there's less incentives for Sony to do that because they want to recoup money as soon as possible. But if you release the system earlier, you have the time to build up to that and have the bonus of having your first holiday sales. Yeah. At least that's the way that's I, the
1: way I see it. I think there are pros and cons to both approach. I just if for example if they're going to do the ho- if they're going to use the whole year to give info and promote it, then a March release would be plausible. But if they do an event this year and they give like really minimal info about it, then the console hasn't built enough momentum to be brought out on march so it yeah it kind of depends on their strategy out around okay how are we going to release more info around this system they'll probably use state of play maybe they'll go to gamescom maybe they'll go to paris games show or games week so there's still a few events out there they can go they'll probably do something around tgs because sony always does something around tgs the question is, is okay What are they going to do? Because it's kind of strange for them to drop out of E3 when they talk about a new console. Because normally you'd say, okay, well, when they tease a new console now, then E3 is the perfect moment to
0: talk about what's going to happen. True. But I think, but to be fair, if they don't use State of Play, a version of State of Play to announce the PlayStation 5, they're kind of missing. Well, actually, no, no, no. No, because Nintendo did a, did like a big public event when the switch was officially failed. Never mind, I said nothing. Um, but outside of that, if they're like out outside of like announcing it like official like it's official coming out party if you will um, if they don't utilize the fact that they have the state of play after that fact, it's going to be a lost opportunity. Now they'll use State of Play, but
1: I think they'll do a big event first, and then they'll kind of keep on teasing with State of Play. I don't think they'll do a State of Play where they say, like, okay, this is the PlayStation, this is how it looks, these are all the games, this is the price." bye. Hmm. I think they'll do some public event where people also maybe get some hands-on time, so they can at least get a feel for it you know see how it is and then they'll use state of play to keep on teasing people or try to fill in the gaps yeah
0: all right um i mean i i guess the only thing i can say here is that only time will tell and we'll just have to be patient definitely we'll we'll see what happens
1: i mean we're still in it's april now so we still have a couple of months left Mm -hmm.
0: Who knows what can happen in those couple of months i almost forgot one more important thing that we actually didn't bring up and it is which is the fact that developers already have the development kits that so they're trying to get even more development kits out there as soon as possible to developers so that's that what i said right get...
1: i said i said that sony has distributed dev kits to their own worldwide studios and they're also rolling all the dev kits out to third parties right now or they've already started that process it's something mark certainly also said in the interview oh
0: good grief there's so much words in that interview um yeah but yeah
1: it's a really interesting read so if people want to know more about it just go to the wired uh, article and you can find it all um it goes a little bit more in depth instead of just a quick recaps. you can find around yeah
0: definitely it's a good it's a good read so i would definitely recommend it also yeah not to hate on wired but i I'm kind of I did find it a bit weird that they went with Wired for this interview and not say, I don't know, Polygon or IGN. Game Informer. Game Informer. Like you know, yeah, so, some, something well. that's game focused to begin with. Yeah. Nah, who knows? Alright. Um do you have anything else to add Sean Templar?
1: No. I just hope Last of Us comes out this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i
0: think that's i mean considering that's going to be backwards compatible compatible there's no reason for them to delay that game so i'm assuming that's going to come out this year
1: Uh, if days gone comes out next year then and sony has two games in development goes to the gone
0: comes out next week
1: sorry uh next week yeah my bad (laughs) i'm confused Ah. Uh, It's been a long day. Mm. So Days Gone comes out next Friday. And then we have two games... Or two highly anticipated games... Which are Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us. If Sony doesn't release those games this year... Then it literally means we have nothing coming from Sony this year. Besides maybe Concrete Genie. So then they either have to cook up some really cool exclusive deals... Or exclusive DLC deals with other AAA games that are coming out this year. Mm. But then again... We kind of don't know what's coming out in september or october this year it's all still gaps there we don't know anything besides the regular call of duty game that will probably come out yeah um we don't know what's going to happen this year yeah you're right we don't
0: it's kind of (laughs) scary don't (laughs) worry man it's gonna be okay
1: it's e e3 time in two months so uh, we'll probably see a lot more there yeah yeah definitely
0: cool cool okay i guess that wraps up our little discussion uh well little it's been almost an hour
1: (laughs) um you know it's i like it when we do that i mean if we can talk an hour about nindies i think it's only just that we talk an hour about playstation hey
0: to be fair that nindies was like a half hour
1: i mean for example it's not it's called game rivals it's not called the nintendo rivals or the nintendo show or the whatever it's called game rivals <laughs> Well, then, so maybe, we well, then
0: maybe should be less silent than they have been for so long then yeah. we have more stuff to talk about
1: do you want to do your regular at underscore Shazam yada yada yaddy thingies I'm, to wrap it I'm up? I'm
0: seriously going to write the script down for you so that you can do that every once in a while too. But uh, wait, let me <laughs> let
1: me try to do it. Okay, I'll try to do it, and then we'll see how far I get. Okay, okay. So, thank you all for listening. We'd appreciate it if you leave us your feedback. You can follow Maximilian on Twitter uh, uh, at at Maximilian underscore x or just
0: at maximilian
1: at maximilian you can email us at game rivals feedback at gmail.com for your feedback or suggestions Mm -hmm. Uh, you can find us on all available podcasting platforms that are out there Um, you can leave us a five-star rating if you want but i'd rather have you tell other people about us um you can leave us a voice message
0: through Anchor. And that's it, right? You missed one. Which one did I you miss? You know which one you missed. You missed our Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can also tweet <laughs> at us <laughs> <laughs> at game underscore rivals underscore. Yep i hate that twitter handle we should bribe the guy that has ad game rivals because this is not working (laughs) Uh, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you the next time
0: yep do you thank you for listening see you later Bye. bye